and welcome to Gibraltar Stories. Last week saw celebrations around the globe for International Women's Day. Here in Gibraltar, there were a number of events, one of which I attended myself and hope to bring you a flavour of in a later episode. Here on Gibraltar Stories, I'm celebrating some of the inspirational women I've met during my time here on The Rock, and last week I started a new mini-series of episodes about these inspiring Gibraltar women. In the first episode, we heard from businesswoman Denise Matthews. If you missed it, please do go back and give it a listen. This week, it's the turn of a truly impressive young woman, Leila Bougeja. Leila is a singer, a musician and writes her own songs. Unusually for musicians from Gibraltar, her love of country music has seen her bucking the trend away from pop and rock performances. At the age of just 14, she performed an acoustic set alongside her father at the Gibraltar Music Festival on a small, intimate stage. Just 12 months later, she opened the main stage at the festival with the Layla Rose Band. The headliner that day was Ricky Martin. Layla's musical career has dovetailed alongside her studies and despite gigging regularly, she's currently studying for her A-levels, which she will take this summer ahead of plans to move to Tennessee for university and hopefully a full-time career in country music. I popped round to her home after school to hear her play and have a chat about her career so far and what she hopes the future will hold in store. exactly when I got started because I feel like it's just been part of my life for so long that it's just my whole life it's taken over my life I guess but um, one of my earliest memories was um, with my dad because I'd grown up hearing him play music all the time my uncle both my grandparents was just always around me and so I think my earliest memories were probably of my dad in his room playing guitar or the piano and I'd go and annoy him like asking if I could sing and join in and stuff and from there, that's when I started writing, because of my dad as well. And I believe you wrote your first song at the tender age of five. Yeah, when I was five years old, I wrote um, The Fairy Sky, it was called. I think you could tell a five-year-old wrote the song, especially if you hear it. I really wanted Crazy Frog. Do you remember Crazy Frog? It was really popular at the time. <laughs> really annoying. Yeah, you. really, really <laughs> annoying. But re- at the time, I loved him, and I really wanted him to feature in one of my songs. So I got my dad to feature Crazy Frog, Crazy Frog in one of my songs. It was not. It wasn't that good of a song. <laughs> it's not still in your playlist now. No, then. no, it's not. 
them <laughs> at all. <laughs> so was it your dad who taught you how to play the instruments? Then? Yeah, yeah, mostly my dad. I started learning how to play the mandolin, and that was the first in- instrument I learned how to play alone, just because I wanted to be stubborn and prove to myself that I could do it alone. But yeah, with the guitar and a bit of keyboard, my dad showed me how to play that mostly. And how did you find the difference between the mandolin and the guitar? Because they're, they're different, aren't they? The yeah, mandolin's yeah. got, the, you know, the four yeah, different the, strings. Yeah. Well, the, eight. <laughs> eight strings, but they're two, like, four, like, one, you know, just yeah. technical things. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not good at that side of music. But, um, but, yeah, it is quite different. Some say that the mandolin chords are quite, like, a lot easier than guitar chords. But the mandolin like picking is much like dif- much more difficult than a guitar. So I guess it's just down to preference. But I'm still not like I still haven't mastered it. But I managed to play a couple of chords. So how many instruments do you actually play? Um, well, I mostly just play guitar. Like when I play live, that's all I play. When I play with the band, I play mandolin sometimes. But when it's just me and my dad or just any acoustic gig, it's it was guitar just because it's in my comfort zone. But I could play a bit of keyboards, a bit of mandolin. Depends who I'm playing with as well. And, and what style of music I take it as well. Yeah, country music. So um, guitar, obviously, it goes really well with it. And the mandolin, that's the reason I started to play it, just so I could play country songs. And what kind of turned you on to country music? Because that's not really mainstream in, for teenagers, yeah, is it? All, um, in the US, the US and the UK, it's quite popular even for teenagers, but not here at all. I think I'm probably one of the only people my age that like country music. And it started when I was about, I was in middle school, so I think I was probably around nine or ten years old when I started getting really heavily influenced by Taylor Swift at the time because her old stuff was quite country. And then from listening to her on YouTube, like I just saw suggested videos and I went on to different artists like Johnny Cash, Casey Musgraves, Willie Nelson, um, just people like that, and then I got really into country music. And so you're writing the country style now? Yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. I don't think I've written a song that's not country before. Apart, maybe I've written a couple of rock songs, but still with a country influence. So you're currently in the midst of your A-levels, about to yeah. sit your exams in the summer. What does the future hold for you beyond school? Well, hopefully, in um, I'm, I have to take a gap year next year because I'm going to go to Tennessee to study, to get my degree and go to university there. Um, so while I'm there, I'm not going to be studying music, I'm going to be studying media and journalism, but I'm going to be doing music outside of school, I'm going to be focusing mainly on that, so I can get started um, earlier on instead of waiting till after university, so I can get started on that, hopefully, in, I don't know where I'll end up, I'm hoping for the best, but, um, but yeah, it's kind of like I'm working on my plan A, which is music, while getting my degree, which is plan B. Well, it sounds like you've got a very sensible plan to have a career to fall back on, (laughs) but you're you're in the right place, aren't you, if you're going to Tennessee? No, yeah, obviously, that's why I want to go to Tennessee, Nashville, especially. It's called, it's Music City, USA, so that's the place to be, especially for country music. And have you been there before? Yeah, I've managed to go. I've dragged my parents along. When when I was 13, we went for the first time, and we've gone a couple of times after that. And, um, yeah, it's my favourite place on earth. I would go anywhere. I would go to Nashville before I'd go anywhere else. Yeah. Now, I remember casting my mind back to 2016. That was the first time I saw you play mm-hmm. live. That was a tiny, very intimate gig yeah. at the Gibraltar Music Festival, tucked behind the boathouse. Yeah. Uh, it was just you and your dad in a marquee and a small crowd watching. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely blown away at how mm-hmm. confident you seemed to be, you know, playing to a crowd live and singing your own stuff as well as some other other songs as well. Yeah. Um, 
what an opportunity that was. Yeah, that was actually um, that was actually really cool because it was I had been gigging around for like a a year or two before that, but that was my first like kind of bigger gig in like a music festival where I knew that there were going to be quite a lot of people, and even though it was a tiny stage, I guess it worked in my like, like it worked in my favour because. Since it was so small, it didn't need that many people to fill it up. So it felt like fuller than it actually was. And um, it was really cool because I got to play some originals and I actually wrote, um, it was actually quite funny. That was the first time I ever played an original about the person I wrote in front of, like I wrote it about in front of that person. Wow. And, um, but they didn't know, they obviously didn't know. <laughs> but it was quite funny and that was a cool experience. I bet it was, yeah. absolutely. And then the following year, you opened up on the Sunday on the main stage. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool experience, I think. Musically, it's one of my all-time favourite gigs because it was just my first time playing on a huge stage. And it was really cool because I think um, Ricky Martin was playing that night, if yes. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. And um, it was really cool because I can say I've opened up for Ricky Martin. Oh, so it's a really weird feeling. But yeah, that was. I remember turning around and seeing the big screen behind me saying the Layla Rose band. I remember staying completely shocked. Like it didn't feel real, but it was really cool. <laughs> and even though it was the first act of the day, you had a decent crowd as well. Yeah. Most of them wearing Layla Rose band t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> For the time of day it was, I think it was something like quarter to 4pm. It was like just as the doors opened. I was happy with the amount of people that showed up because I didn't expect there to be many people at that time. Yeah. So it went, it went well, I guess. No, it was brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and of course you had your dad playing with you again then. Yeah, and, yeah. And other, other people as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it was a band, yeah, it was a full band experience. And um, it was actually really cool because I had my dad on stage and I could see my mum off stage cheering me on. And, um, and yeah, so I think that was quite cool. Absolutely. So there can't be many teenagers who can say that they've opened for Ricky Martin. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Just me. I think I was 15 at the time and Ricky Martin was like one of my best friend's favourite singers. So they were like, oh my God, that's my best friend. But I'm pretty sure it was just more because I was opening up for Ricky Martin than just because I was playing. Oh, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So you have played all over the place in Gibraltar though, haven't you? Yeah. You, you, you've, uh, would you say that the fact that you are in Gibraltar has helped you because there's lots of opportunities to perform to an you know an appreciative crowd. Yeah, I guess being at least when you're a teenager and there's not much you can do because you're in school and you have to focus or well, at least I have to, I choose to focus on that mainly for now. Um, like being in Gibraltar has helped because I like I have gotten quite a lot of experience experience playing in different places and in different types of venues. But on the other hand, it doesn't help in the sense that, like, there aren't many international opportunities because we're quite far. Spain, um, we could perform in Spain, but as well as, like, for me, at least the type of music I want to play isn't that um, well known there. Also, it's not like there's too many international opportunities. But for, like, a local community, we have quite a lot of live music venues and stuff that we should be proud of. And a lot of support as well. Yeah, we do. Now, especially, we have... Um, with the band, we're, we're quite lucky because like a lot of local bands get along with each other really well, and like there's a lot of support between the local bands, and we try to like, all play together whenever we get the chance. So that's quite fun, I think, because it's nice to have a support system. 
And of course, some local bands have gone on, and, and local artists have gone on to great things. I mean, just currently, Simon Dumas yeah, yeah, going he's, off, and he's in America. Yeah, doing he's in Nashville, music. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I've spoken to him um, before, like saying it's so cool to see a Gibraltarian that's made making it in Nashville, Tennessee. And he told me there's plenty of room for more, and to come over and stuff. And like, it's it's actually really cool seeing that someone so young and so. And like he's he's um, been playing in Gibraltar for as long as I I remember the music scene, so it's really cool to see someone that's actually like getting quite far. Absolutely, the fact that you can be recognised and there are opportunities out yeah. there. It's not just a pipe dream. Yeah, it is yeah. achievable. Yeah, yeah, it is. Especially if you keep on working hard, like Simon always worked hard. Albert Hammond as well is a good example. Of course, yeah. And there are many people who have who are working really hard now that might get the chance later on. And of course, um, you had your own EP out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Do you have plans to release any more music in the near future? Yeah, right now we're currently recording a few songs um, with Danny Farr in his studio. And um, we're recording a few new songs now. And we're going to, hopefully, the plan is to, um, once we get that done, to make another EP with the singles that we released at the beginning of, at the end of last year, sorry. Oh, superb. So yeah. there's, there's plenty more to come. Yeah, from yeah. We've got some things planned. Before you go to America. Yeah, yeah. still have a year and a half, so I'm making the most of it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank mm. you so much for that, and good luck with your exams. Oh, thank you. The hugely talented Leila Bougeja there. My thanks to her for finding the time to speak to me amongst her studies and I felt incredibly honoured to have had a personal concert right there in her lounge. The first song you heard her play was Soul on Fire and the second, I Stopped Fighting, both of which were written by Layla herself. If you'd like to hear more from Layla and the Layla Rose Band, you can find them on Spotify and on Apple Music. And remember to keep your eye out for their new EP when it's released.
Next week on Gibraltar Stories, I'll be bringing you the story of another inspiring Gibraltar woman, one which I can't wait to share with you. We had such fun recording it. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing Gibraltar Stories on your favourite podcast app or sharing it with your friends. I'd be extremely grateful if you would. You can find Gibraltar Stories on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter if you want to keep up to date with any new episodes when they come out. Gibraltar Stories is presented, produced and edited by me, Lindsay Weston. Thanks very much for listening and until next time, goodbye for now.